Hey there, friend. If you like what you've been learning here on the Inventory Genius Podcast, then you are going to love my Quick Start to Inventory Genius course. If you're a product-based business owner and you've been trying to figure out how to make more money, create more profit, and just keep more cash, then the Quick Start is for you. It's a minimal investment, and here's what I promise you. In fact, here's what I guarantee you. If you take the quick start and I don't help you make twice your investment back, I will refund your quick start enrollment in full. So you have nothing to lose. The Quick Start Inventory Genius combines every method that I teach into a simple, bite-sized, actionable step, yes, one step, That will help you create more profit and keep more cash in your business. So here's what I want you to do. Head on over to sierrastockland.com and click on the quick start. That's sierrastockland.com and click on the quick start to inventory genius. I promise you this will be some of the best money you have spent all year. Now let's get back to the show. Hey friend, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast, where we work together here to make you an inventory genius. We talk about profit, we talk about cash flow, and we definitely talk about your paycheck. Because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. Let's go. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Good morning. Sandy. Um, I'm excited. Yesterday we had a great conversation with a couple gals um, that are currently in the mastermind. And then Candy, who was in several rounds of the mastermind, sold her business and now helps um, on the coaching side of things over here. And we're going to chat again today with a couple different ladies, um, different perspectives. And I just want everyone here in the workshop to hear what's been going on, what people are learning and encourage you that you have a place to go and you're not on your own. So I got a couple emails last night, um, just sweet emails from people. <laughs> I'm like, don't leave, which um, was, Aww. you know, part of what, <laughs> what I just struggled with over the summer. Um, and I just really appreciated that, of course. But, um, but you know, all good things, you know, we have to keep progressing forward. And I'm really excited about this program. And so want to share with all of you this morning that whether you're ready right now, or maybe it'll be in the spring that there is a good place where you can keep learning and growing. So with that said, we're going to talk to Anne first. Um, She's joining us from very blizzardy, snowy, cold North Dakota this morning. Good morning. And you have your yellow sweater on though, which is bright and cheery, which I love. (laughs) Oh, so good. I don't, you guys can't really see mine, but I have this sweater on. Son of a nutcracker. Yeah. I'm like, I got a, I pulled out my Christmas sweaters and I you know, the season's short, so I have to wear them. Yes. Um, but okay, Anne, so let's chat. You um, have a booming store in a small town in North Dakota, and you have lots of inventory, which was one of the things that we've been working on a lot. So yes. just share with the group what you do, first of all, and then we'll talk about um, what you found helpful in the mastermind. So I have a small brick and mortar Um, boutique and gift store. We recently relocated to our downtown area, which was a great move. Um, One of the biggest things that I noticed when we moved is my rent tripled. And I really had, I really had to look at numbers a little more closely. When rent is only $300, eh, that's pretty easy to come up with. Yeah. Um, When rent is a lot more than that, then you need to be a little smarter. 
Um, One of the biggest things that I think I've taken away from working with Sierra and the group and getting feedback from others is margin and being aware, Um, being aware of your numbers, being aware of your expenses and just being smart. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, And that's one thing you had mentioned your margin when we started was around 45% and you're well over that now. And I did a little calculation kind of exercise, just looking at that, taking um, numbers and saying, okay, if your margin is 45% and you make X amount and your expenses are this, or your margin is 50% or 55%, excuse me, and you make, you know, the same amount of money with the same expenses, how much more profit. And that's something that you've been finding with increased margin, you have more money in your business. And I'm able to, oops, buy more inventory but also give back more, uh, been able to hire more staff, take a little more time for myself, which is healthy for everything. I think um, healthy mind, healthy body makes better business decisions. True, that is so true. So that's been huge. Yeah. Huge for me. So you were in the boutique workshop first. And then when I offered the call to the accelerator program, you jumped on and then you um, did a second round here into the profitory mastermind. Why? I mean, it's a big investment. And I feel like sometimes I think, you know, do you keep learning? Like, why would you re-enroll in something? Mm -hmm. I'm seriously just curious. I I don't think I even second-guessed it. I jumped in with both feet and paid for the whole year in advance. Um, I think for me, it holds me accountable. It keeps me grounded. And there's a place to come where fellow boutique owners and experts can give feedback and we can just share. And sometimes it's the little things that make you have an aha moment. Yeah. And sometimes it's the big things that make you say, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and for I, sure. It's just a good it's a great place to come for growth. Um, where can we go from here? There's always a way to make things better, even if it's great. Yeah, you can always keep moving forward, improving. Yeah. 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 Well, one thing I love about Anne and Candy, I'm sure you can attest to this being in the group. You are one of the most positive people. I mean, even we, so we're going to Scottsdale and we have a sign up sheet. And you're supposed to write if yes or no, if you're coming and yours was capitals with an exclamation point. Yes. And I'm like, that is so (laughs) absolutely all in. I mean, you're in that boxer chat, encouraging the other ladies, just sometimes it's not even business related. You'll just say, Hey, like this morning, look at the weather in North Dakota. Um, Why is it important to you to be such a cheerleader in the group? I don't know if you do it intentionally, but I appreciate it. Life is short. Um, yeah, really when it boils down to it, life is short. Yeah. And, um, we've talked about things go on around you and all you control, all you can control is your reaction. Yeah. I can't control the weather. I can't control the people that come to shop. I can't control the crabbies of the holidays. Yep. Um, all I can control is me and the last 10 years of life haven't been the easiest for me. Um, But I've learned to just take the good. Yeah. Um, It makes life better. 
It does. It yeah, really well, does. We appreciate your um, attitude for sure. And I think that's something I really want people to know is the community. Yes, there's one-on-one coaching and there's so much value in that. I know because I have a coach or several coaches in different areas and there's always value in the one-on-one. But the community, being around a healthy community is really, really important for a small business owner because we do have those difficult customers every day. (laughs) We have the, the hard things, the hard landlord, like all of those things. And so if you can purposefully put yourself with positive people, that makes a huge difference. And like you said, you've gone through hard things in life. And so why not be in a positive community and be part of the positive? Yeah. That's so good. If I can help somebody's day be a little better or a little easier, it's just a win-win. Yeah. So good. So um, inventory, let's talk about that because you've been working on your inventory. You have a lot of inventory. And what have you kind of learned? I mean, I know in our one-on-one coaching, some things, but I want you to share how you've shifted your focus in the way that you buy. So maybe tell us how you were buying a year and a half ago or a year ago, and then how you think about buying inventory now. Well, a year ago, it was, there's money in the bank. That's cute. It might sell. I'll buy it. Yeah. (laughs) And now I have shifted to really looking at First of all, margins, um, collections, um, what what my avatar is. And although that has shifted with our move and expanded, and I think I have nine avatars now, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, just really trying to control the inventory. Um, and it's not there yet but it's coming and I'm learning and it's a process and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's key. You're okay with the process because you're not expecting a complete shift overnight. No, you're okay with what you learn along the way and continuing to make adjustments. Yep. I still have tubs of inventory in my garage and it's okay. I take a tub or two to the store, you know, once a week or so, and it's okay. Because I'm moving yeah. forward and, and we're growing. Yeah. So that would be something I think, because it can be really overwhelming if you feel like I've done so many things wrong. I've been in business for five years. I should have known better. And we can kind of go into this downward spiral of like, what's the point? I'll just stay where I'm at. But it sounds like you are okay with just small steps as much as you can manage every day or every week, knowing that you're moving forward and not forward progress. Stuff. Yep. Yeah. So what would you tell to that person who maybe has been in business longer? They have really great numbers. There's lots of cash in the bank and, but yet they know there's something missing. Like, why would this be a good step for them? I think it's just being open, open to experience, open to grow, open to uh, just open your mind to everything that's out there. Yeah. Cause there's always more. Yeah. More to learn. And, and the ladies around us in the mastermind are all different. There's online, there's brick and mortar yeah. combination, brand new stores, stores that have been in business for a while. Um, when you get to know somebody, what kind of questions do you ask them? Like, I know you're coming to Scottsdale. So do you have anything in mind? Like I want to connect with her and find out more about this, or I'd like to learn how do you connect and network in the group? 
with intention, if that makes sense. I think really getting to know the people as individuals. Um, Curly Girl has a baby. How is that this year with the new baby at Christmas? Um, Megan in Texas has two little girls. They're in a new spot. How is that? Getting to know people as people, not just business owners. <clears throat> and I try to do that with my customers as well. I think sure. it makes successful relationships. Yep. And yeah. Yeah, so good. I think it so does, another... makes better mar marketing and networking. It does for sure. And, you know, when you really, like you mentioned your avatars, you know, you have different kinds of people that shop. And so you talk to those people, sell to those people, do their fitting rooms differently, market to them differently. And the yeah. same thing in the, in the mastermind group, there's different owners. So understanding their strengths and like how you can jump into that a little bit. So important. Yeah. Um, so another thing you and I have been working on is you just want to get more literate with your financials. And I think, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So tell me why that's important to you. Why do you care about that? Because you have, I want to say, like, Anne has a very successful business and she makes money. So it would be easy for you to just say, you know, the money's coming in. It's okay. I don't need to look at it. You know, so why is it important to you? That was something you put on your list for me when I had you do your assessment that you just want to get better at understanding your financials. Well, I really do love numbers. And so I just want to understand them better. I want to know where I'm at. Bottom line, penny for penny. Um, and I think it'll help me make better decisions moving forward. Should I expand? Should I knock out this wall so that I can have this? Should I hire more people? Should I, you know, all of the questions I don't think you can answer until you really know where you're at. Yeah. And right now I don't. Yeah. I'll be honest. I don't. Yep. And so yeah, there's money in the bank, but yep. yeah. The information is definitely a confidence giver and it's so powerful for decision-making. Right. And that's another thing that I have learned or you've helped me with is I've had three different bookkeepers and we really have not made any progress. So, you know, linking with a couple that you have recommended, I'm excited to move forward and make a decision there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you have to have that information. And especially if you're paying for someone to deliver the information and you want it to be accurate yes. and timely, that yes. is their job. And you yeah. need that. Yes. Yeah. That's so important. don't argue with me about profit first. I, this is what I want. So, yes. Yeah. Speaking of profit first, let's just chat with about that for one minute because you use your profit first creatively, which I love. I think everyone should use profit first in a way that will work for them. So there's some fundamentals. You have to have different accounts. You have to be consistent, but which accounts you have and, you know, the rate of consistency monthly, weekly, that can change. So for you, you are very passionate about giving back. And so you are working on a give back account. Why does becoming profitable matter to you as it relates to like giving back to your community? I just have a really big spot in my heart for people that are struggling. And I think it's important, not as a, just a business owner, but as a human to help each other out. And so having a business that's profitable just enables me to be able to do that more easily. 
Um, yeah. And it's not just writing a check, it's time, it's talent and it's treasure. And yeah. so by being profitable, I can hire another person, which will enable me to share my time. Um, I, we can share our talents by giving some of the things we make, some of the things we do, our ideas, our creativity, and then the treasure, being able to write that check. Yeah. And if you're not profitable, you just can't do that. Yeah, that I think that's so important. And the stress when you're not profitable and you're constantly stressed about money, you don't even have the mental capacity to like feed into people and give to people because you're just so overwhelmed. And so I think for anyone listening, that's like, Hey, you know, I have money coming in. I don't really need the paycheck. My husband supports me or, you know, whatever the story is. Think about it from that perspective. If nothing else, you create a more profitable business so that you're available to help the other humans in your life, in your community, in your family, either financially, or like you said, just with empathy, with your time. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Anything else you want to share with those that are listening about jumping from a membership to a mastermind where there's accountability, one-on-one coaching group? It's a time commitment. It's not just a financial commitment. It's a time commitment. Anything else you'd like to share? Well, I would say just don't be afraid. It's okay if your books are a mess. It's okay if your inventory is a disaster. It's okay if you don't know if you're coming or going because there's a place for help. Yes. Um, you're going to get support here, not just from Sierra, but from your fellow um, mastermind participants. And it's safe. It's really yeah. safe. Yeah. And that's so good. Good, positive community, safe place to grow and learn at your own pace because we all want everyone to be successful in the group. So, all right, well, I get to see you. You get to fly out of North Dakota in a couple of weeks to sunny, hopefully sunny Arizona, regardless, right. there won't be any there. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'll be so good. Okay. Have a good rest of your Christmas season in the store. Merry Christmas. And thanks for hanging out with me. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. See you, Anne. Bye. All right, Candy. Well, um, you and I both know we love Anne. She's so fun to have around. And I was excited that she could jump on. And I think for anyone listening, and I'll go back and look at comments too, if there's anyone with questions or comments. Um, so far, we've seen just a wide variety of personality styles of styles. Like you can see all the ladies have it, their own style, their own personality, different types of businesses. Um, there's another gal that's hopefully going to jump on if she's not busy in her store that we'll get to chat with, but if not, what, what observations have you had candy just in the last day and a half as we've been like visiting with all of our mastermind people? I would say if I had to choose a word, um, to kind of sum everything up, it's collaboration. Um, because it doesn't really matter in my opinion you know, if you are a high-end retailer, um, if you are a maker who have your own crafts and goods in the store um, to, you know, someone who's buying from Fashion Go, or for example, or, you know, wholesalers and stocking their store that way. I feel that we all share ideas. Um, we all have the same goal in mind. You know, we want to be profitable. We want to have our ducks in a row. We want to understand our financials. And, and I think that's just this kind of reoccurring word that you hear or words that you hear. And everyone's at a different place, but yet we all collaborate 
to achieve the same goal in the end. Yeah. And, and I know that you've talked a lot about the community and it is just amazing. There's, um, it's been said before that it's community over competition. And the, the thing that I find joyful about it is someone might ask a question, you know, has anyone ever done X, Y, Z? And people start to say, oh yeah, we did it. It was great. Or we tried it and it didn't work. And we think this is why I might try it again. And then someone else will pop on us like, that's a great idea. Do you guys mind if I use it? So it's not that we're stealing ideas that we're copying other stores. I mean, everyone might be doing something very similar, but it's all still very different according to their customers, according to their store type. And, you know, just the fact that we can sit and talk about it together over Boxer or, you know, in a community type of setting, it's just amazing the ideas and the collaboration that comes out of it. And again, like I said, we're all trying to achieve the same thing in the end and help one another. Yeah. um, One of the gals that just signed up, I'm so excited to work with her. She'll be in this round, um, this small group of 10. She has a store that sells medical equipment. I've Mm. never worked with a store that sells medical equipment. And so of course, one of her first questions was, will this work for me? I don't sell clothing, you know, because the majority of the people that we interview or talk to have some sort of like apparel um, aspect. And I said, you know, inventory is inventory. Whether you have 25 walkers that you need to sell and you need a good margin on to pay your bills or 25 pair of shoes, it's a thing that you're exchanging for a dollar bill. And um, so I'd love to encourage people that way too. If you're like, well, I don't have clothes. So would I be a good fit? If you exchange things for dollars, if you stock anything and have an investment in products, you have inventory and you can still learn because while she might be selling medical equipment, she's still setting up profit first and making transfers and looking at financials, which all flow, you know, financials is all in numbers. They don't care what's, you know, we don't care what the product behind the numbers, the numbers speak for themselves. So I'm excited to keep broadening the scope of the type of inventory-based business owners we work with. Um, And speaking of profit first, which I know you're really passionate about thoughts on that because you had a restaurant business and you also use profit first for that. So any encouragement along those lines? Someone doesn't have apparel. Does Profit First work for them? What are your thoughts? And how would we integrate that in into the mastermind conversation? Well, that's what I was going to say um, using the medical um, equipment as an example. I mean, we had the cafe and even though you're working with flour, sugar, chocolate chips. (laughs) I mean, it is all inventory and it's, you know, you may have to break some things down a little bit differently to achieve your cost of goods sold, um, but it's doable. And so I think that's where working um, one-on-one or collaborating with other people who have different business types. I mean, that's where we can talk about breaking down a recipe or a box of gloves, you know, medical gloves, you know, things like that. It's just, it is all inventory in the end. It's just, I think when you started out, you started out primarily working with boutique owners. So that's why you have this wonderful group of people who have followed, you know, along. And that's why we've all joined efforts, but it, it really, a lot of the same ideas um, go from business to business. So it doesn't, 
get locked into just a boutique. I mean, we're all trying to make money. We're all trying to drive customers into our store. Um, we're all trying to have a profitable business and we're all trying to move our inventory. So, you know, the, the concept is the same. It yeah. doesn't matter what type of items that you're selling or making or buying wholesale to get a return on. Yeah. And I, th and I think back to the profit first, you know, setting up those accounts, using profit first in any type of business, um, you know, there might, for example, for the cafe, for us, you know, we had to recipe cost everything. So we had to know how much that bag of flour cost, how much flour we're using in that recipe, what that actually cost and the sugar and, you know, so on and so forth. So that recipe had a cost. Yeah. It wasn't that all of our flour and sugar and everything that didn't make up that cost of that recipe. That was just part of it. So it was a little bit more tedious in that, but, you know, unless you're making something new every day of the year, once you get it done, it's done. Yeah. You can figure that out. And that reminds mm -hmm. me of a project, a little business I created when I was uh, mid teens, I had this knitting business. And I've told this story before, not as it relates to inventory, but this makes me think about it. So I thought, well, I can knit and I can knit these cute little sweaters. So I made these little baby sweaters and then I sent information out in a little line sheet. You know, everything back then was paid by check and you had handwritten PO. So I got this order back from California, Beverly Hills, this little boutique. They wanted, I think, a dozen of them. And I was like, geez, now I have to knit a dozen sweaters. And I had no idea about cost of it, like nothing at all. So in my mind, I was like, okay, I think I charged $15. I mean, I lost so much money. Let's say $15 per sweater. Um, if she was smart, she probably marked them up in Beverly Hills so much and made her margin. But I had to buy the yarn and then I had to physically do it. So the cost of goods was the yarn plus my time should have dictated then, you know, what the cost of goods was. And so even a maker has the same categories in their business, whether that be sales, cost of goods, gross margin. It's just figuring out, which I'll help you do with the one-on-one -on -one time, how we calculate that. And mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, so if you're listening and you're like, I don't sell ready to make good, you know, make goods, uh, maybe you're a maker or, you know, some other type of inventory, a salon owner, and you have shampoo and conditioner and those kinds of things. It's all things that we sell and we just have to figure out, like you said, what goes into the cost of goods and the rest of the financial. Um, let's just switch gears for a couple minutes that we have remaining and talk about the difference between DIYing your education and your help and getting tailored help. Because the membership, which I loved and I'm so thankful that everyone, I mean, I learned so much working with the clients in there. But I'm really ready to shift everyone to more of a hands-on, let's get in and get dirty in your business approach, the accountability, the one-on-one. -on -one. You and Jesse, your daughter, when you were business partners, you were in the membership first, and then you made the shift. Can you talk to us about like what makes it different? Because we could just DIY. We could read books and listen to podcasts and try to piece it together ourselves. Why should we pay for help? Well, on the DIY front, I am queen of Google. So I was trying to find every answer I possibly could in Google. And, you know, you would get so many different answers that some would conflict, some would, you know, give you the same answer. Some of it would circle back around to the same website. Yep. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so it was rather confusing and very time consuming. Um, yeah. And then for me personally, reading a book and sometimes listening to a podcast, I, I'm, <laughs> I don't listen to podcasts very well unless I can sit and take notes. So I feel like sure. it's a teaching moment. So therefore I'm not one who can just put my earbuds in, clean the house, you know, steam clothes or, you know, do something else. I have to be intent on listening. Otherwise my mind goes elsewhere. So it's hard for me to learn in a podcast situation like that. Um, whenever we were trying to DIY it ourselves, you know, we were really getting nowhere. When I would read a book, I couldn't figure out, it made sense to me, but I couldn't figure out how to adapt that to our business. Sure. So once we had, um, and I'm not, I mean, I don't say that to say that I can't do it myself. It's just whenever I had extra help, whenever I had one-on-ones, whenever I had other people to bounce ideas off of, you know, it all came together. And sometimes it came together very quickly. Sometimes it took us a process to get there. Um, but everything that we set out to do, we had that group behind us. We had a coach, you know, to say, yes, you're on the right track. Or, you know, what if you tried to do this? And we're like, oh, I didn't even think about that. You know, let yeah. me Google it. No, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yep. No, but you know, I always was an information speaker, but it, and I would have all this information in my head. It was just getting that out and applying it to our business and how to make that work. And it took that extra step of joining the mastermind and being able to, like I said, collaborate with other people and work one-on-one -on -one to actually pull it all together. And yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, entrepreneurs are full of ideas. I mean, just full of ideas. And your mind is probably going a hundred mile an hour all the time. And that was me, still is me. But, you know, and sometimes it was my idea was fine and the, the steps we were taking, but it was like, oh, you need to like slow it down a little bit. You know, yeah. you really need to get intentional about this because the goal in the end, if you try to rush it, if you try to push it, it's just not going to be the outcome I feel that you're going to want. And then burnout. I mean, you would experience burnout on it. And then you would be disappointed if you worked all that time and put all that effort into it. And it didn't give you the results that you were hoping for. And it was yeah. just simply because, you know, we would have somebody to be honest with us. Yep. Because they got to know us and they know that we were quick thinkers. We were quick action takers. And, you know, it's like, oh, you just slow that down. Maybe push that out a month or two. Yeah. You know, let's talk about that for the next quarter, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I think having... that goes back to accountability. Yep. I wanted to read, actually, I would just, just thought of this while you were talking. And I'm going to pull up these stats Morgan who does the back end of Kajabi so this is interesting I asked her yesterday before I jumped on my live announcement um I said can you just update me on how many people I've worked with in a paid capacity so this is not including any free master classes any free challenges the podcast anything free this is all paid capacity in the last since years uh three years 4,769 people 1,083 since 20, um, in the last year. So just a thousand this year, um, over 5,400 contacts, 3,600 of whom are active in my group. So just that first number, little 4,600. 
that's a, an interesting thing to think about when working with a coach too, because we've been talking a lot about group collaboration and you can jump into a group and chat with the other women. But from a coach's perspective, I'm also working one-on-one with hundreds of people. And so that's like a massive Google search machine, you know? So when you, when a mastermind <laughs> participant jumps on a one-on-one call with me, and says, here's a question that I have, or here's what I'm struggling with. Not only can I say, okay, let's talk about your business, your goals. I get to draw from this massive reservoir of conversations I've had in the depths of financials with hundreds and thousands of people. There's so much value in that too. And I think that's why I just really love the one-on-one because I get to help people take action. And it's based on not only my experience in my own business and businesses, but all of the people I'm working with every week where I can bring this together. And so instead of you sitting down and Googling and hoping you get some random great idea from who knows where, like you're chatting with me and I'm saying, I just talked to so-and-so, here's what we did in her business. Go ahead and chat with her. Let's try this. Or we tried that over there. It didn't work very well. Let's skip that. So there's that whole component that we've never even talked about in the mastermind too. That's a lot of people I've worked with. That's a lot of inventory. <laughs> Lots yes. of inventory. Well, and, and I know you have referred us to others who have, you know, maybe had similar business models or, you know, maybe the same size of town, um, same type of customer base, you know, just for us to reach out to, to share an idea or, you know, pitch an idea that we're trying and then have their feedback on it. Um, And I know that you've sent people to us because maybe they wanted to open a coffee shop because I mean, you know, it goes together with maybe their store type. And then I can talk them through of like where they need to start looking at for their state, their rules and regulations. And, you know, I'll be honest, some people have started one and some people haven't because um, it adds a whole new element and, you know, licensing and rules and regulations when it comes to food and things like that. But I'm just honest. I mean, it's just, it's a lot of work on the front end. Once it gets up and running, it's easier, but it's not easy. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I always say business is difficult, but it doesn't have to be complicated. And that's what we try to do. I mean, business is hard. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, it is not for the faint of heart, but it doesn't have to be complicated. We can take the complexity out by having groups like mine, the mastermind one-on-one coaching. So I'm super excited about this shift. Um, I know I'm sad, you know, to just leave something that I loved and that was working really well for people, but I, I know that this is going to be an even better move in 2023. So I'm just really excited to move forward with the new structure and have small cohorts of women where I can get to know them and their business. And yeah, and I'm excited. So I think as of this morning, there are five spots left in this group of 10 that I'll be taking. We're going to start January 3rd. So we're going to dig in right away and we'll have a full quarter to work together. They're all invited um, if they want to come to the meetup in Scottsdale, which is a great way to connect with the current group um, and to connect with the people in your cohort and just get started right away for the new year. What a great new year's resolution, like to take charge of your finances and your business to get the inventory under control. That's a great resolution because that'll affect so many other things like asset, mental health and capacity to give back to the community. So I'm excited. Well, Any you last words? You, you, well, you, you talked about Scottsdale and we've been to 
this will be the fourth in-person event that I've been to that you've hosted. And I, the value in that, I mean, I can't even really put it into words because it's just that opportunity to, like Ann said, get to know people a little bit more on a personal level. Um, a lot of times, you know, you may have groups of people that go out for dinner or sit in the lobby and grab a glass of wine or something diet coke whatever your drink of choice is and they just talk and you know sometimes it's about life sometimes it's about business but while you gain a lot of information from the training you gain so much information from one another and yeah. then those friendships form and you know i'm still talking to people and i had a message from someone this morning that i met when we were in dallas like two or three years ago so it's just those things that i personally, and now this is going to sound like therapy, but I am really <laughs> slow to make friends because um, I have a trust issue. And so whenever I can say um, with my whole heart that I'm still talking to people that I met three years ago, for me personally, that's a big thing because yeah. normally I can meet a person just, and that's it. I met them and I'm done. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it is, it is a friendship forming on a business level, um, on a personal level. And then, like I said, just the information that you gain from that in-person event. And then you compile that with the group um, collaboration, the one-on-ones. And I mean, my gosh, you are just setting yourself up for success in so many ways. Um, and, and it will take you forward. Yeah. Like Ann said, you know, moving forward. Yep. One step at a time. So good. Some of the gals who have been exactly where you're at, they were in the inventory boutique workshop and the inventory workshop, um, and then moved over to the mastermind. And I want them to share that. So I'm excited to have a few different gals jumping on here to talk, but also I just want you to hear that you're not alone. And I want you to see and hear from amazing women in business all over the country that are doing the same thing you guys are doing and facing the same hard things and hard decisions and, and all the stuff that we're facing. So I'm super excited. So I have a lineup. We're going to talk to Wendy and then Nicole and then Kelly and then Candy um, today. And we're just going to chat for about 15 minutes. This is going to be turned into a podcast too, so that all of our listeners can hear it. So if you're listening on the podcast later on, whenever this is published, um, it sounds like it's kind of live and it is. So you get kind of an, a behind the scenes peek at um, what we do around here. So anyway, let's just go ahead and start because everyone's busy. Um, Wendy, thank you for hanging out with me for 15 minutes today. Yes, I'm excited. Um, awesome. Yeah, so you are in the South. You're located in Alabama. Yep. South okay. Alabama. South Alabama. So kind of close to me now, although she has a Southern yep. accent, I will probably forever have my Northern Canadian accent, but, um, but Wendy and I have been working together for a long time because you actually were in a shorter mastermind and then you were in the boutique workshop and then you came back. So can you just talk to us about like, what was going through your mind as you were moving around in the different ways that I offer coaching? Sure. Well, um, I really, I think I just scrolled across it on Facebook and um, just to give you a really short background about myself. I worked for over 30 years in corporate retail. Um, so I decided about three and a half years ago to leave corporate world and to open my own 
own clothing store in my small downtown that I grew up in. So I did that adventure thinking I knew everything about retail, right? I've done it for 30 years, but guess what? You've been working for a corporation that kind of does a lot of the background things for you. So it was very interesting when I saw the, the mastermind, I think it was around the time that COVID because I opened my store right before COVID started. And um, you were doing the live, um, oh, the seven-day challenge. The, oh, yeah, the seven-day social selling challenge. Yes, yeah. the social selling challenge. And I think that's the first group that I joined. And I had phenomenal results from my live um, shows that I did yeah. after that. And then I hopped into the boutique workshop. And then I got out for a while. And I kind of look back now and wish I had not done that. Okay. Um, I, I made some business decisions. One was to open another store after about a year. And I think had I probably stayed connected and coaching more with Sierra, I probably would have waited another year. But hey, we're working through it and things are moving up and um, things are going great. So yeah, um, yeah. kind of moves me into, I then saw that she was doing the mastermind and I thought, you know what, this is what I need. I need the accountability. I'm used to having you know, regional and territorial managers. I'm used to manager peers and I miss that. I miss the accountability. I miss the camaraderie, the sharing of best practices and all of those things I get being in this smaller group. Um, We're about to meet in um, Arizona and I'm so excited. I feel like I'm going to a big corporate meeting again. I can hardly wait. I would be packed today if I could be. So um, I just think there's so much that comes from speaking with other boutique owners, no matter what their background or their experience. We all have great ideas. We all think differently. Uh, We all run our businesses slightly differently, but it has given me the opportunity to not only share what I know, what I've learned over the 30 years in corporate retail, but to really learn from some amazing ladies. And and Sarah's a great coach. She's very um, she will keep you to your word. She is, I'll call it firm, but fair, right? You're, you're a cheerleader all the way, but she will let you know if you are, you know, maybe not on track or you're thinking in a negative way, she definitely keeps you highly accountable and focused on your results. Yeah. And I found in my own business and personal life, having a coach, that's one of the biggest benefits because we need, even if we're very disciplined people, like you came from retail, you know, systems and processes, but we get in our own head and we make excuses for ourselves. Right. And so having a coach that can say, I know what your goals are, Wendy, and this isn't what we talked about. Like we have to get back focused or let's just brainstorm that together or let me connect you. I mean, there's so much benefit in that. So I know you're a big cheerleader in the group. That's one thing I love about you. You're always present for the group calls. You're coming to Scottsdale. Like you show up when the group shows up. And I know you love that. What do you find or what do we do on our one-on-one calls? Can you kind of give the behind the scenes of what that looks like? because that can be scary for people like a one-on-one is kind of yeah yeah no I I always look forward to it and um it's a great time because you know we she allows us to talk about what we want to talk about so if you can be prepared before the call and you know put in your comments these are the three things I want to touch on today you know we guide the call that way and then I I personally been working on financials so just really reading my P&L it's been a lot of years since I've had a P&L in the business um, those big corporate offices don't really want you to know what their bottom line profit is. So reading my P&L, understanding where my money's going and how it's working for me has been one of my focuses. And so Sierra knows that. So we make sure to make time for that. Um, 
bouncing ideas. I recently wanted to change my loyalty program because I felt it wasn't working in a way that it needed to. And she was able to just be a neutral party that could listen to what my ideas were. So it's not scary at all. It's like talking to a good business friend. It's someone that will just listen, guide you, give you ideas, but also let you be yourself. So it's not scary at all. No. Well, that's good. I'm glad I don't make it scary. No, (laughs) not scary. I want people to look forward to their call with me, not to definitely not to dread that. So um, what are some things that you think have improved in your business? Because you were in the boutique workshop. So you took the classes and you, you know, you would show up for the lives and stuff. So what made that next level leap for you when you went from the workshop membership to like the mastermind and coaching, what, what needle has moved or what changes have been positive? Well, I can say, um, again, I made some business decisions that I might not have made had I stayed in the group. Uh, I'm not upset that I have a second store. It, it is a labor of love, but um, I think I realized that I've never been in debt. I was never in debt with my business, not one day, my first store. Um, I always paid for everything, every time, and it was never a problem. I wasn't using profit first. I didn't even know what that was, but I was, you know, really running a very profitable business. Well, when I opened the second business and I had more debt because that business was not taking off the way my first business did, I realized I had to really get focused on my financials. And I think for me, the biggest um, improvement I've made, although I've not 100% implemented profit first, I have taken on a lot of those ideas and concept and been able to pay down a lot of debt um, that came from the new store. So I'm very close to being back. I will probably in the next six months be back 100% debt free. And that's the way I intend to stay going forward. So I'd say that's one big thing. But really for me, even outside of that, that's great. But I just enjoy the peers. I love Yeah, I know you do. You love the other ladies in there. Yep. So in the mastermind, we have, because everybody learns differently and everyone enjoys different elements. So there's different ways to connect. So we have our one-on-one, we have our group call, and then we use Voxer also where you can Voxer, which is like voice texting, but it doesn't go away, which is really nice. And you love Voxer. Like you're always in there sharing ideas, asking questions. So what are some examples of like, just on a Monday, when you think of something, a question that you would throw in the boxer chat. Sure. Well, like I said, everybody's kind of got an expertise area. It's something we all have something that we excel at. Um, And so say there's a question I have about profit first. Well, so you'll hear from Candy later. She's an expert at that. Um, So I need to connect with her some more because I need to work on that. But anything, I mean, there's anything from, you know, what suppliers have you used for like great accessories to, um, you know, I'm having a hard time with my emails to who do you use to help you with social media? I mean, everything you would want to know, we all will just chime in on what our thoughts are and there's no judgment. uh, There's no right or wrong answers there. It's just truly community over competition. No one is worried about you're my neighbor. You can't make more money than me. You know, we're all there to support one another and like you'll get five or 10 answers to your question. So it allows you to just really pick other people's brains as well as problem solve very, very quickly. Yeah. I mean, you get responses within minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's some gals that just love that form of communication and they're there to ask questions, answer questions. And then um, last, I'd love for you to chat about the benchmarking. So that's really unique to my masterminds in that we truly enter our numbers and we see each other's numbers. That could be really scary. If you don't have a healthy culture, we have a very healthy culture. I do not allow drama. We don't do any of that. We don't have time. All of us are busy working, 
Um, but talk to us about that. And like, if someone was hesitant to, because of that piece of it, like, I don't want to share my info. How has it benefited you to see what's going on with other people's sales and margins and things? You know, honestly, I, I, I look at that every single month when I enter it, but I don't, and I'm sorry, every Monday, I said every month, it's every Monday when I enter it. I don't, I don't personally feel intimidated by that at all. I guess number one is, I mean, you're a boutique in North Dakota. What, what does it matter to me? You know, yeah, there's yeah. one in Alabama. It's in North Alabama. What does that matter to me? Other than I like to see like, okay, if someone has similar volume, what kind of margins are they generating? And then maybe I can pick that person's brain. So you can guarantee when I get to Arizona, there's people already on my list that I want to pull aside and say, talk to me. What are you doing? Yeah. Tell me about your expenses. Like, I think because you've created this culture of community and again, no competition, it allows for us all to be very vulnerable and speak to each other's opportunities and strengths. And I have not even been in a room with these ladies, but it feels like I have. Um, yeah. I trust everyone. No one has ill intent. There is no drama. You are so right. And um, I've worked with a lot of women over many, many years. And usually there's a little bit of drama. So yeah. <laughs> very refreshing. There is zero drama and zero, um, and, and blah, what's that word? Nobody is jealous of one another. Yeah. She's doing more volume or she's got a better problem. We just want to learn from one another. So I think being able to look at that and say, okay, this store is similar to mine in volume. Maybe we can connect, you know, either verbally over the phone, over Voxer or at a yeah. meeting. Yeah. So good. Well, I'm excited to see you in Scottsdale. And, um, oh, Megan told me to tell everyone here, if you're listening, um, which hopefully Megan's looking at comments because I can't even see comments. It's too much to do Facebook and all this, but if not, I'll go back if you have questions for any of us. Um, but there's six places left in the 10. So we had 10, but um, we have four sign up. So six spots left. So if you're interested, get that link from Megan and you all can come to Arizona too to connect with Wendy and get to know Candy and the other ladies. So I know it's going to be so good. Okay. So what what else do you need to leave us with today, Wendy? Any other encouraging words for people? I mean, it takes money to make money. So you may just, you know, pull it out. That checkbook can be hard sometimes. But if you think of all the little things you've spent money on that you didn't need. Matter of fact, I just left Hobby Lobby and bought a Max for my Grinch for Whoville that I absolutely right? did not need. Don't no. need him. But think of all the little things you buy. For your business or you think you need i think on a call earlier today someone said all they constantly redoing their stores so it'll look better and better and better i can promise you whether you have a chandelier hanging or just a fluorescent light the customer is not looking at that they're looking yeah. at your service they're looking at your quality of your product and the quality of your service they want you they want to trust you and believe in you it is not about your light fixture so save the money on the pretty pretty things and invest it in yourself because you deserve it yeah that is so good so good. Boy, that's like mic drop. We should just shut it all down. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Wendy, I'll let you on your way because you have two stores to run and lots of things yes. going on. But I thank you so much. You've been hanging out with me for a few years and I always appreciate you showing up. Thank so you. thanks for jumping on today. Okay. Thanks, guys. All right. See ya. Bye. All right, Candy. So you're going to hang out with me here for a minute until Nicole jumps on. Um, and so let's talk about, we'll just talk about profit first a little bit. Um, I know we're going to chat with you at the end, but if not, we can talk now. So profit first, like Wendy mentioned, you love profit first and it made a huge impact in your business. You're a coach with us. You work with me over in the mastermind just to help people with um, profit first stuff. So while Nicole is jumping on, I think I just saw her. Um, 
can you just share like what kind of profit first help you would give when people are coming? So maybe someone's thinking about the mastermind, but they haven't implemented profit first. So they don't know if they're ready. Like what could they expect from you on a, a call? Cause you'll be doing some coaching calls with them too. Yes. So, um, I am passionate about profit first because it definitely changed our business and we were in number wise, we were not a large business. So if I can see that make such a huge impact on a small business, I can't imagine what it can do for those of us who made much more money in their store than we did. Um, if someone hasn't started and they are working with us in the mastermind, I can definitely help you figure out those steps um, to getting your bank accounts open and to determining what type of accounts you need, where to start with your allocations and so on, um, taking a look at your financials uh, and determining, you know, if there's some places that maybe you could cut back a little bit on your expenses. Um, and the biggest thing is, you know, we all need to pay ourselves. We're all worth something. So determining how we can get to that value that you deserve to be paid and making a plan, I guess, to get there. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to chat with you again about um, at the end of this interview, you want to talk about how Profit First directly impacted your business. Um, so we'll come back. Let's jump over to Nicole. If you're there, Nicole um, has been in several rounds of the mastermind. So that's what I want you for all of you guys to hear. Like everybody's at a different place. Nicole has multiple businesses. She's in a small town. So if you can relate to one of those, <laughs> one of those things, um, but thanks for jumping on and taking time out of your day to visit with all the girls here today, Nicole. Yeah, for sure. Hello. Hello. All right. So tell us a little bit about your business. I mentioned you have multiple businesses, you have retail, and then what else do you do? And why did you decide to go from the membership to the mastermind? Because you were in the membership first as well. Right, right. Um, yeah, I was just, you know, lucky to come across one of your free um, Facebook workshops and um, you know sometimes when you see stuff online you're not sure like what is this really is this going to be legit or is it just something you know some girl who's talking about stuff and whatever um, and I just really quickly learned that you had a lot of value and there was a lot of things that you were that you were speaking about that I'm thinking oh my gosh I've been in business for three years at the time and I hadn't done any of it and so um, joined the membership and I can remember driving to, um, a meeting and it was like, if you want to join this mastermind group, you know, there's so many spots. I'm like, oh my God, I get in this. So, um, I jumped on obviously, and I've never looked back. I've learned so much. Um, there's, you know, I think having a store and we've talked about this before, it's just kind of like a dream. And we think, oh, we're just going to open a store and we're going to buy pretty things and we're going to sell it and we're going to make money. Well, yeah, nobody tells you, but then you have all these things, you know, that the toilet could overflow. What are you going to do if that happens? If you don't have profit set aside um, to do that, or, you know, you need to mark your things up and not just sell them and make $5, like little things that sound so foolish, but at the end of the day are huge things. Um, this community has just given me, and I know a lot of other women, just that safe place to ask those questions with people who've done it who understand, and it's not a silly question, um, but there's so many things that you don't think about. There's not really a, and maybe there is a, you know, the Microsoft for dummies. I don't know if there's a boutique for dummies book. I feel I like- I don't think there is, probably not. <laughs> so you could do that with your boutique, boutique workshop book. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it's just been, it's been great. I mean, I learned something new every day. It's a great place to go and be able to, like I said, just run ideas off of other people. And, you know, if you're struggling, they understand and they can offer um, advice. Whereas your friends, your family, they're like, well, then just quit and just get out of it instead of offering a solution. Um, Because quitting isn't always the answer. Sometimes it is. Um, But if there's other solutions, then obviously it's better to start there. So yeah, 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 for sure. Well, I know one thing um, when you and I started working together in the mastermind, because you had been in the workshop, but we had that first consult call and you, I don't think you had any costs in your inventory. So you hadn't put any costs in. Yeah. And you were, that was really overwhelming. I mean, and it would have been easy for you to just be like, I'm just done it this way. It's just easier. I don't want to, I mean, that's a big project, Mm -hmm. but we did it super slow. Like it took some months and did it super slow, but now, you know, and then you started marking your product up more. Can you talk about like what pushed you to continue when you came to that really hard? Because a lot of people just won't, it's like, that's just too hard. I just don't have the time. I talked to a boutique owner probably two and a half years ago, and I just followed up with her and ran into her and she still hadn't entered any of her inventory, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was, and I thought, what, I wonder what held her up like what stopped her and then others will just do it so what made you do the hard things (laughs) I guess well you know at that time I I had bought a building and this is something that I you know I'm I'm more committed in and it's like if I'm going to do it I need to do it right number one um but again I had never been taught that even though it was part of my point of sale system I had never had training on it to even know that that it did that for me um yeah so I just, I, like you said, I just did baby steps. I remember you saying, just pick a category and go. Or I think one other time you said, you know, it's much smarter to do it right the first time than have to go back and fix it because it just takes a lot more time. So every new thing that came in, I just made sure that I added it incorrectly. And then as I had time and I could find the receipts to be able to find the correct price, then I just over time, you know, got it put in. And did it take time? Sure. But over, you know, the extent of things, I think it's, obviously well worth it to know where you're at because yeah not just playing house you know we're not just playing boutique we need to know um where we're at if it's worth it you know to keep moving forward so uh, it's scary just like anything but if you're gonna do this and you need to do it right by do it right your costs yeah yeah because the longer you wait and not want to invest the money in your business the more money it costs you Mm -hmm. so you know if you don't want to invest whatever into let's say the mastermind today to do things right get it on track set it up in January start paying yourself and you wait if you decide to do it in let's say next October it's cost you so much more in the loss of revenue the mistakes like that stuff just compounds it doesn't get cheaper as we go every mistake gets more expensive as we go yep I feel like looking back on certain things you know, when people say, if you would give anybody advice who was starting a boutique, what would it be? And I always say, ask questions, talk to people who've done it, do the things right. Don't cut corners. Um, you know, for years I was printing labels on a 30 piece sheet and cutting them down. It's like I had a Dymo printer sitting in my office. I just didn't know how to use it. You know, I was afraid of it. Don't be afraid of the things that have been made for us to make this easy. Yeah, very um, true. Yeah. Just, you know, ask the questions, you know, there's so many things that I could have done differently that would have saved me thousands of dollars and lots of tears and headache and stress. If I would have just done it right and asked the questions, um, right out of the gate. So, so what do you think is different? I mean, this is just me asking you, I'm just curious, what's different between a membership 
because I was live and, you know, Tuesday teaching and there's lots in the library between that and like what the mastermind is. Well, I feel like, you know, the membership is definitely full of people who are like-minded as well, but I feel like the mastermind is just, it's a step further. Like people who really want to succeed, they want to help each other. There's more one-on-one -on -one time, I think with you, with the coaching calls as well. Um, you know, I know that we can message you if we've got a really hard question that we just can't figure out, or I can message somebody in the group. Um, I just feel like it's higher level, you know, I feel like the, the, the beginning, it was teaching me all those things that I should have known already. And mastermind is helping me to solidify those things and take action on those things that I was yeah. taught, if that makes sense. Cause for yeah. a while there was like, I've got all these things and I don't know what to do with them, but I know I need to do them. Um, and so when you redid the, the roadmap again, you know, just that other step of, of relearning, I just feel like this, this group just helps me more with the action of it. Okay. Um, yeah. Especially having the, um, oh, the profit, what do you call that little spreadsheet that we fill out? Oh, the benchmarking tool, the benchmarking tool. Yes. Yeah. Um, and even just seeing, you know, not that we're really comparing ourselves because we're all so different, but that is a piece that holds me accountable to drop my, my information in every month or every Monday. Yeah. Whereas before it's easy to just be like, yeah, I'm looking at it, but this is like, you have to put it in and you have to initial it. I don't want to yeah. be the last person to initial it. So, um, I think it's just more accountability, more yeah. just get stuff done. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So the membership is, was more about the information and the masterminds about the action, which I think that's why my heart was pulled so much to focus on the mastermind because I love taking action. Like it just does us no good to have, I mean, I have a million books if I just read them all, but I never did act, you know, took any action steps on all of the goodness back there. Mm -hmm. I just have a big old shelf full of stuff, you know, and we do that with our mind. We just keep piling more and more information in it but never taking action. And so that's why I love the mastermind. We take the action. And then with the one-on-one -on -one calls, I get to see how you're doing with it or focus on a different action. That's maybe more relevant or pressing, you know, depending on what you've got going on too. Yep. Um, what about the culture? Because you have multiple businesses and you're in lots of groups with women in your other businesses. Um, how do you find the culture and like the camaraderie and stuff in this group? I feel by putting it into this mastermind group, it's, it's even better because again, it's like-minded individuals who want to help one another. I don't feel like anybody's like worried that, you know, we're going to steal a customer or I'm not going to offer, I'm not going to tell her what I'm doing and fear that she's going to do it. And then it's not going to work for me anymore, you know, which is yeah. such a thing to think of, but there are people out there who are like that. Um, yeah. This group is like, you know, here you know, like candy yesterday, I think it was like six voice messages worth of information. Like she wants to give us all the things, which is great. A lot of people are afraid to do that. And this group, I feel like wants to help each other. They want to offer advice and opinions to help everybody succeed when they're struggling. And I feel like, you know, as women, we need that. We just need to be able to ask those questions yeah. and get answers and help. So. Yeah. I think we all crave authentic community. So if we have that around a space where we're also doing the same activity together, which is building a business, it just takes that authentic community because we all have really good girlfriends and sisters, moms, things like that. But like, I think you mentioned at the beginning, 
they don't always understand. So the answers they give us or the solutions to our problems don't always work very well. So it's nice to have authentic community with people that are also in business um, mm -hmm. and females, like we're all women in business. So that adds a whole nother good component too. Yeah. Anything else you want to share today that you've been thinking of? Mm, can't think of anything off the top of my head. I'm just glad that I'm part of the group and hopefully can offer something to help somebody else too and keep learning because I know you something learning new every day. <laughs> like well, and time. you know, hopefully those of you that are watching this, these are not paid sponsorships. I'm just saying. So like, you know, the ladies showing up here are giving their time to try to encourage you to join something. So that should really speak to the culture too. Like we just want really good people with us. We want to bring all the good people. So anyway, I appreciate it. Thank you, Nicole. And I get to see you in Scottsdale in a few weeks too. You're going to spend some time with your daughters. You're kind of making it like a work vacation weekend. Yeah, she turns 18 on while we're there. So she thought that would be kind of not good of me to, to leave her here. So her and her best friend are joining me so they can hang out and lay by the pool while we, while we learn. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, my um, house of color appointment is next week. And I already have my spiel for her on how I'm not going to wear lipstick. So <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, because it says specifically in the thing, like I just got my reminder. It's like, we're going to put lipstick on you. And I'm like, I don't wear lipstick. I'm so nervous about the lipstick. So I know you always look good. I just don't even. And then I'm like, then she's going to take a picture and I'm going to look like a walking pair of lips. And it's just, I don't know. I when you're wearing the wrong lipstick, it looks like your lipstick is sitting on your face. If you're wearing the right lipstick, it just looks good. Okay, you're well, I'm going to have to trust the professional on this. Yeah. I want you to just wait till you see me in Scottsdale. I'm going to be in all the colors and all the right hair colors and all the makeup, and it's going to just be good. So I think your hair color now is perfect. So I'm anxious to get the validation for you on that one. Yes. Yeah. I will. For You're going to be the first person I text and I will send you some pictures. Good. Looking okay. Forward to it. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. We'll see you later, Nicole. Okay. Bye. All right. While we wait for Kelly to jump on, I want to share my screen with you guys here and just show you something that I work on with you as coaching clients. So this looks super scary, I'm sure, to anyone looking, but um, this is one of the tools that I go over. We It's available in the membership, but you had to do it on your own. So one of the first things we do in your onboarding call is you and I jump on and I figure out all of the goals that you have, you know, your financial situation right now. Do you have any debt? Um, what are your expenses? Everything numbers related. I just ask you questions so you don't have to come with all the info. You just shoot me back the answers. Um, and then we start to build this out. So this is um, just an example for a pretty complex product-based business. They have multiple revenue streams, but yours might just be one sale line goal um, line at the top. But we work through your budget. We work through where those goals come from. Um, I help you create a tailored open to buy. So you actually have a buying budget you can use going forward and then profit first. So we get you set up with profit first and we figure out what your percentages are and then have you start on a weekly routine to enter those things. So um, that is one of the things we work on in our one-on-one -on -one coaching that can be really helpful. And again, like I mentioned in my live, my goal is to teach you how to fish, um, not to do it for you. So we'll walk through and build these tools out together, but then 
I teach you how to use them. So at the end of the mastermind, if you're like, I'm good, peace out, this was perfect. You have everything in your back pocket and you know how to use it. Or like Nicole, you can re-enroll. Nicole's been in, I think, three different rounds and she's come to multiple live events because she loves the community and we just have a lot of one-on-one stuff to do still. So that's all good. Okay, um, Candy, we're gonna go back to you. Kelly is in her store and maybe waylaid by a customer. So we'll just chat with you. And if she can't join us, that's okay. Um, so Candy, you were talking about Profit First. Will you share with everyone how implementing Profit First really changed your business? Yes, so we were, um, we opened a boutique in 2019, I believe. Um, and things were fine. I mean, we had a small store in a small town. Um, we didn't know what we didn't know, um, but we did know that we were not really doing ourselves any favors by not knowing and understanding our numbers. And also just the fact that we didn't have a buying plan and all of this stuff was just really digging us into a hole. So I had read the book Profit First, but I didn't understand how to implement that into our business because he talks a lot about subcontractors and materials. And I'm like, we don't have any of this stuff. I don't understand it. Um, but one thing we did do out of it was we opened up like a separate savings account for our sales tax. And that was probably the first profit first type of thing that we did on our own, just because we wanted to make sure that we always had that money set aside because it wasn't our money to spend. Yeah. And we could spend some money. We could spend money. <laughs> We can all spend money. That's the easiest piece of business is spending the money. <laughs> yeah. And I think that between going to the live events, I know that we were at an event in Dallas and um, another member was talking about her buying and how she buys off season, how she buys things at low prices and how she marks them up. And, you know, it was just like a light bulb went off for my daughter and myself were business partners. And I, I was just like, you know, we've got to buy smarter. I mean, did you hear what she said? This would give us more profit. And if we have more profit, then we'll be able to buy more things. <laughs> yep. So then you started teaching about profit first and implementing that. And because I'd read the book and because then you were making it makes sense to us as having a store with inventory. I was like, okay, now this makes a lot more sense. So we started with putting our cost of goods sold every, every week. We had a spreadsheet going, we'd put in our sales numbers. Jesse would transfer all of the money um, for our inventory that you know we had sold, our cost of goods that we had sold. We were dispersing money into a savings account for taxes, for like our income taxes and savings. And then we were also putting money aside to pay ourselves, which up until that time, we hadn't paid ourselves a dime. And it was starting to really uh, mentally get to us. We were doing a lot of hard work. We were stressed out, just, I think, just stressed because we didn't know things. And when we were working with you prior to joining the mastermind, I mean, the teachings were valuable, but again, we were kind of yearning for a little bit deeper level on, and I think when we joined the mastermind, what we got from that was the one-on-one -on -one calls. We could talk to you then, you know, we were doing the coaching and doing the learning that you were teaching and doing, going through the modules, but then we had that one-on-one -on -one call and we're like, okay, we could actually 
pinpoint a question specifically for our business and you could walk us through that and how it would look. And just because you got to know us um, and, you know, had a piece of our business. I remember one time you're like, send me your P&L. And so, you know, we did that and you're like, okay, here's what I'm looking at and here's what you're saying. And it doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, okay, we got to fix this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But, you know, profit first, I did, um, I mean, I've shared this many times. We weren't a large business and we just simply started. I mean, you cannot sit around and talk about, well, I've opened my accounts and I'm going to start doing it next month. You know, I'm going to start at the first of the month. I'm going to start next year or I'm going to start at the next quarter. No. I mean, you just need to start because yeah. if we hadn't have just started and it seems daunting in the very, very beginning, because you start to transfer money. And then, you know, maybe once upon a time, all of your sales dumped into this one account and that's the account that you were constantly using. And now all of a sudden it looks like, oh my gosh, I don't have any money, but you do, you do have money. Yeah. You have money set aside for your inventory. You have money set aside for your taxes. You have money set aside to pay yourself. So, you know, the money is there. It's just dispersed to where it needs to go. And there were a lot of times when our checking account, our main account, where everything dumped into and then we dispersed out of, it was down to practically nothing, but we didn't owe anybody anything. Yeah. And, you know, we were sitting there with money in the bank. And I shared at um, one of your live events, we had implemented Profit First and we were increasing our, um, disbursements to pay ourselves more and adjusting for taxes and stuff kind of throughout the year. Cause you could watch your P and L and your balance sheet and things. And you would know, okay, we're coming in pretty good. We're not going to need all this money for taxes. So let's just pay ourselves a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I believe we'd gotten up to like 18% of our sales is what we were paying ourselves. And, you know, every quarter we would just review that every quarter we would review our expenses even though we were running pretty lean and mean, there were times when we're like, you know what, we could cut that out or we could reduce yeah. that. Um, and we even had a conversation one time with our bookkeeper because it seemed like um, we were having fluctuating charges um, from month to month, but I was still sending them the same thing every month and they were doing the same thing for us every month. And I remember calling her one day, I said, why is our bill this month $200 more than last month? She said, well, you know, we're, we've got the new person working on your account. And I said, well, I'm not paying to train him. Yeah. And she said, okay, we'll deduct that. And then we had a conversation of, would it be better if we go on a flat fee? And I said, yes, it would be. It would be much better for us for keeping track of our bookkeeping. You mean keeping track of our expenses for bookkeeping, being able to budget for that. And so that's pretty much so what she did. I mean, and so it's just learning to have those conversations. Yeah. Because Learning you were focused on what was going on with all the money. Right, right. Because you had to be, because Profit First created that urgency of like, I have to know exactly what's coming out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we had budgeted for certain amounts of money. And when you get a, an additional $200 charge that you weren't planning for, yes, we could have paid it because we had money set aside for emergency expenses, if you will, but we didn't want to pay it. We didn't want to touch it. We didn't want to take that money out. We were watching that money grow and we were getting really excited. Yeah. And then by the, by the end of, um, I think it was about a nine, 10 month period. Um, we had $10,000 in the bank and, That's, and you had a small business. 
Everybody needs to small hear that. This is not a half business. a million dollar business. Small. Yeah. No. And, and I, I mean, I'm transparent and you know, if, if we hit $15,000 in sales in a month, we were super excited. And there were many months when we were well below that. So just by doing the things, that's how we were able to achieve what we did. So good. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, Coach Candy is, has sold her businesses now. Would you say you're retired? Do you say you're retired? Or is that not a word we say? I'm not old enough to be retired. Okay, we are going to say you're retired. <laughs> We're just going to say, no, she's she's working with all of you now. So she helps me in the mastermind. She's going to be in Scottsdale. Um, she's really focused on Profit First, obviously super passionate about it. So there's extra help for Profit First. If you just need that person to say like, oh, I'm really nervous about talking to my accountant or my banker or whatever, Candy can help with that. So I'm glad she's able to just share how much of a difference that's made. Yeah, thank you. And Kelly is in her back room. We can see her inventory behind her. She's in the store. So we're going to, I know that you're working in the store today, so I don't want to tie you up, but um, tell us where you're at. And you came from corporate America and you had had coaching before. So I want everyone to hear everybody's journey is so different. So tell us like, how did you find me and what do you do and all the things? Yeah. So I'm so glad I found you. And I, um, yeah, I worked for corporate America for 23 years. Um, I started this whole boutique journey, what, six years ago with an MLM. And then four years into that while working full-time, I was like, you know what, it's time to part ways and do this on my own. And so I did that and a year probably into it, I, well, COVID happened and my kids were home homeschooling while I was trying to work full-time in my, my home boutique. And I was like, yeah, this isn't working for me anymore. I have to separate my life. So I was starting this journey of a brick and mortar. And that's when I, I think I had been in one of your groups for a while. Um, but I reached out to you once I decided and was thinking about going brick and mortar, um, partly because you were in my neck of the woods in North yep. Dakota. So I loved that about you. And I loved that you had real firsthand experience with um, the store and numbers aren't my thing. So, and I knew that was yours. So I felt like that could help me. And so a year, almost a year and a half later, I have moved everything out of my house. I'm in my store um, and totally loving it. Yeah. And you keep adding and expanding and you're very much a hustler, go-getter. I love it. I was like, do you see what I'm wearing today? Oh, this you know, yeah. you know, I saw that right away. I was like, even the earrings. Yay. I know. And they, they do look really good. Yeah. Yes, I'm branching out. Yeah. My, yeah. Um, my closet has a lot of green in it now. And most of it's from Kelly's store. <laughs> it's, it's my favorite. So <laughs> I know I'm like, you're wearing a shirt today that I feel like I need. Is that new? Um, relatively new. Look, it even has thumb holes. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. I love it. Yeah. Kelly is, um, has a lot of awesome inventory. We worked with that a lot. One thing I'd like for you to share is you, so corporate America, you had coaching, like corporate yeah. coaching mm -hmm. and processes and trainings. And then you had a boutique coach for a while. So if people have had coaching before, sometimes people come and they're like super burnt. I just talked to a gal and she's like, I was really burnt by my last coach. I don't know if I can invest in coaching again, but she really needs me. I'm like, I won't burn you. 
I promise. Um, but like, what could you share with people who are nervous about that? So, yeah, I actually um, managed the training um, aspect of when I was in corporate America. So I fully embrace the need for coaching. Um, I think my kids are in sports and they have coaches like we can always learn and grow. My other coach was great um, for what I needed at that time. And I think as I got into the brick and mortar space, I knew that I needed someone to push me um, and hold me accountable. And I mean that in a really nice way um, to staying in tune with what I don't like to stay in tune with. Um, So, you know, kind of like a yin and a yang and um, opposites attract type of thing. And so I also really love that you were so genuine and easy to talk to. And I could come with my crazy or what I would think would be a stupid question. Like I should know it already. And you, it was like, no big deal. And you were a, you're a regular person and we could talk about our kids and whatever. And then like get down to business. Um, and I think a lot of what I really appreciate about you is I come with some big ideas and we will a lot of times just like talk through them and decide if they're crazy, um, crazy good and work with them or like, you know, maybe not yet. And, um, I need that because my husband doesn't know the business, so he can tell me, no, that's dumb or not a good idea. He would never say it's dumb, not a good idea. But in my head, I'm like, actually, it is a really good idea. And then you help me like put a business aspect around it. So I love that. I love that about you. Yeah. We have a lot of fun brainstorming (laughs) ideas. Yeah. And some of them you don't do it. Some of them you do, or it looks a little bit different, but yeah, that's good. I like what you said too, about knowing where your weakness is. And then we talked about that in our small group call this week, thinking like you have to surround yourself with people that think differently than you think Mm -hmm. to balance that. So knowing what your weakness is and then finding a coach for that time. And like you said, you had a coach before and she was perfect for that time in life. And now, you know, this is working for this time, just like our kids and, you know, Mm -hmm. sports and all of those things. Um, what about the, culture aspect of the mastermind because in corporate I'm sure you were around lots of ladies and <laughs> that could yeah. be good or bad yeah like can you share shed any light on what you've seen with the culture um it's great I mean I was just talking to another person in your group um and I'm not so much a talker in the big group it's not that I'm not listening and seeing but a lot of times if I don't have value to add or someone's already said it, I just kind of leave it. But I do take a lot of ideas and everybody is so willing to help and offer advice. I mean, yesterday, was it yesterday? I don't even know, but I asked a question about a gift card thing and I've got minutes of information to go back and listen to when I have a minute to just devote to that. Um, I also reached out to another girl per your suggestion based on like a membership program. And she fully shared screenshots of everything that she did with her group. And it's just so open. And um, what I think is also cool about you is you know us, our personalities, 
where we are with our businesses. So you easily can say, yeah, you need to talk to so-and-so or so-and-so did this or another person did this idea. Maybe you should check with them. Um, And then it's really in our court, but everybody that I've ever reached out to or asked a question is truly more than willing to help, which isn't something that you get in a lot of places. I think in this industry, it's very, it can be very cutthroat. People don't want to share. Everybody's a threat. And it's not like that at all within your group of ladies. No. Yeah. No, I love it. Yeah. I do love connecting. It's fun to say, oh my goodness, you're just, I was talking to her. You need to talk to her. You guys have similar state tastes or styles or um, that just fills my passion bucket too. When I can see you guys connecting and having that relationship um, outside of, you know, all the formal get togethers that we have on calls and things like that. So yeah, yeah, I love it. Anything else you like to share with anyone that's listening? Um, You know, I think one of the super cool things about you is, um, well, many things, but one of them, I'm going to say two, one of them is the fact that you teach a person to fish. It'd be one thing if you would just do budget budgets for us, give them to us. I mean, I would really love that, but I wouldn't. <laughs> Not going to happen, Kelly. Yeah. No, I've been begging for a year and a half anyway. Um, but it doesn't teach us anything uh, because I mean, maybe we won't always work together or maybe my business changes or whatever, but you leave us with great information, the how to's, the shows us, but it's ultimately up to us. Even like with putting us in contact with other people, you could have given me all the answers, but you don't, you give me the contact and then it's up to me to do the work. I'm an adult and I should be able to do that. So I do love that as painful as it puts me out of my comfort zone sometimes. And then I think the other thing about you is you really do know us personally and know best how to coach. Like, um, I will never forget. You told me just a few months ago, something about being weird and, um, like doing weird things to catch people's eye, but you wouldn't tell me that if I wasn't the type of person that can take something like events or ideas and make it my own so that it's genuine. So um, I love that too. So everything I do, I'm like, is this different enough? Is it weird enough? Is it me? How can I make it more me? Um, And I think about you in my head every time I do that. Yeah, that's so good. Well, I've had really good coaches and I've learned from good mentors. Um, You know, what helped me and you want to be seen and heard and known by your coach and you want things tailored. Um, just thinking even with athletics, you know, before a custom is like with the athletic coach endurance coach, one or two days before a race, they call you. It's just what they do. And there's something so special. Like my coach cares about my race. Okay. Do we have the nutrition down? What are you going to do? How are you feeling? All the things. And so I always want that to come across. So I'm glad that you feel that that's, that's so good. Cause yeah, we want to be seen as people and heard. So. Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in today to the inventory genius podcast. If there's something that you heard today on the podcast episode, and you want to dig deeper into becoming an inventory genius yourself, I want to invite you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, where I have multiple ways that you and I can work together on your inventory. 
I wanna help you with your profit, your cash flow, and your paycheck because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. So head on over to the website, connect with me, I'll work with you soon. See you then. Hey there, friend. If you like what you've been learning here on the Inventory Genius Podcast, then you are going to love my Quick Start to Inventory Genius course. If you're a product-based business owner and you've been trying to figure out how to make more money, create more profit, and just keep more cash, then the Quick Start is for you. It's a minimal investment, and here's what I promise you. In fact, here's what I guarantee you. If you take the Quick Start and I don't help you make twice your investment back, I will refund your Quick Start enrollment in full. So you have nothing to lose. The Quick Start Inventory Genius combines every method that I teach into a simple, bite-sized, actionable step, yes, one step, that will help you create more profit and keep more cash in your business. So here's what I want you to do. Head on over to sierrastockland.com and click on the Quick Start. That's sierrastockland.com and click on the Quick Start to Inventory Genius. I promise you, this will be some of the best money you have spent all year. Now let's get back to the show.